0: Hey, it's so good to welcome you to Fields Church Online, and we are so pleased that you've tuned in for this message. No matter what's going on in your world right now, we pray that you come away feeling encouraged by this message. Um, Richard actually phoned me, was it, on, uh, on Friday? No, he texted me, that could be right. And uh, said he couldn't, he got COVID, and he couldn't, uh, he couldn't be here. Um, which is, I don't know whether we've ever had um, Richard Nestor not be to any of the services. It's, it's quite unusual. Um, I was supposed to be speaking in two weeks' time, so he said, could I bring forward um, what I might be saying then? So um, that's what I've tried to do um, in a couple of days to bring someone forward. Um, and then uh, Julia, my wife, said, um, oh, by the way, it's Mother's Day. And I thought, goodness, I haven't got anything I could say about uh, in my talk about Mother's Day. Um, and then she said, "Well, that's 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 you wouldn't be any good anyhow. Sporky. It really should be uh, ladies should be speaking on Mother's Day because they understand mothers, and you know, men really shouldn't speak on Mother's Day. So you'd be rubbish anyhow. So don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. So um, that that was quite comforting, really." Uh, Um, So, uh, but if you are expecting a Mother's Day, please forgive me, because I haven't got anything particularly, but it is, uh, I hope, a helpful talk to you. So, uh, we'll begin, and uh, uh, we're going to talk about one of the most important life skills that there is, and that is how to resolve conflicts, how to restore relationships when they get broken up. And you know it's not taught is it? It's not taught in school, how do you restore, how do you, uh, you know, we we all get in conflict, there's conflict everywhere, you know, you're at work and there's difficulties with one or two people in the office or, or, or where you are and in marriage, conflict, difficulties. Even at school, I'm sure, you know, some of the teenagers, I mean, I'm sure I get on with most people, but there's always gonna be one or two people that just uh, we have problems with. A- and in the, well, not in the church, of course, but, um, but we do, don't we? There's just, those people just rub us up the wrong way. And we say things, and they say things, and it gets difficult. Jesus said, now oh, where's my, put it down somewhere. Oh, here we are. There we are. There we are. Blessed are the peacemakers. So we're going to talk about peacemakers this morning uh, because we all need to be peacemakers and to learn how to do that. So I, I want you to take notes this morning. So I've got, um, I've got my sheet, which just uh, summarizes the talk that I've got, and so I need um, a, a, a monitor. Izzy, you're a teacher, you know how to give things out. And uh, so if you go there, um, Jean, would you like to do that? And if anybody hasn't got a pen, I've got uh, a pen. So, uh, you want to be monitor, here we are, yes, so anybody, if you've got, if (coughs) you, so yes, you might want to hand those around a little bit, so, um, and uh, the back of the sheet is blank, so uh, if you want to doodle and you get fed up with what I'm saying, then uh, that's always uh, a good thing to do. It's, uh, as I say, it's it's an incredibly important subject. How do we get resolve, and how do we get relationships back? You see, many people avoid conflict. Many people avoid conflict. Um, When I was a vicar, I I, um, I used to have uh, uh, marriage preparation. And uh, so we used to have young couples would come in, and they'd look all very shy, and, 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 uh, and they would come in, and they would say, uh, you know, about what things, and I have three weeks with them. And I would say, well, um, do you have any difficulties? Have you ever had any uh, conflict? And they'd say, no, 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 no we, we never argue. We, 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 never, we, we never, you know, and they would look very shy. And I'd say, that was so boring. <laughs> You know, you're going to have difficulties in your way, and, and you need to know how to resolve those. Because if you don't, things are going to get quite difficult. So um, <clears throat> we all have different issues, and, uh, and, and we're completely different characters. And when you get a marriage coming together, it, things can happen. So, uh, other, so some people avoid it. Some people just appease other people in other words they they just buckle down uh, they don't like to uh, they say well okay well, I'm, I'm going to go with you and they give in in the 1930s that was the British policy to Hitler and World War two happened many would say that many European company, uh, countries have been appeasing Putin And so now, what's happened? The world needs peacemakers in Ukraine, and then peacemakers in lots of areas, racial areas. We've got problems in race, religious areas. People between rich and poor leveling up and down across our country. Political, men and women. So there's seven principles we've got here in peacemaking. The first one is, we make the first move. We make the first move. Yeah, but you say, it wasn't my fault. It was mainly their fault. If they come to me, I'll sort it out. But, but that's, that's not a peacemaker. That's a peacekeeper. God asks us to make the first move. You notice this verse that's up here? If you're standing in the temple, giving an offering to God, and you suddenly remember somebody's got something against you, leave your offering there beside the altar, go at once, and first be reconciled to that person. You see, it's more important than coming to fields this morning is to go and sort that issue that you've got with that person. That's what it's saying, Jesus is saying. He's saying, leave your collection here, but do go and sort it out. And uh, it's, uh, don't delay, get it sorted. There is a saying, isn't there, that says, time heals everything. That's stupid. It doesn't. <laughs> time doesn't heal cancer. Bitterness and misunderstanding get worse over time. The only way to resolve conflict is to go and sort it out. Why do we avoid conflict? Well, there's a fear, isn't there, that they won't like us and we'll get left out and all that. There's a fear. <laughs> men often fearlessly go to war, but if their wife says, we need to talk, <laughs> they're the hardest four words that most men will ever hear. We need to talk. So, the first thing is, we need to to make the first move. Don't wait for other people. Don't wait for others. Second thing, ask God for wisdom. Uh, Yeah, we have a difficult situation. I don't know what I'm gonna say to this person. I don't know how to say it. I don't know when's the best time to say it. All the rest of it, we need to ask God for wisdom. Um, About three or four years ago, I was uh, due to take a funeral uh, at the crematorium, and I forgot it. I don't know what happened, something went wrong, but all the people arrived at the funeral, the hearse arrived, all the people were there, and I wasn't. What on earth do you say to people? The wife. I had to go and talk to the lady afterwards, the next day. What am I going to say? I wanted to avoid it. I didn't want to, but I had to go. Fortunately, she was very sweet, very sweet lady, and she said, I, I forget everything. And she said, Don't worry. And, but the, the, the children were mad. I, I didn't know what to say, but I had to ask God for wisdom. I was reading the other day that knowledge is horizontal and wisdom is vertical. And we need to ask God to give us his wisdom. If you want to know, What God wants you to do, ask him, and he will gladly tell you. So, ask God for wisdom. The third thing, begin with what's my fault. Now, conflict may be 99.99% their fault, but try and find something that you can confess, even perhaps your defensiveness. Don't start with their faults. But begin with your own shortcomings. Because if I want what I want, and you want what you want, when we bump, there's going to be sparks and we have a problem. James says, very helpful verse What causes fights and quarrels among you? They're caused by irritating and stupid people around you. <laughs> Is that what it says? No, it says what causes uh, fights and quarrels? They're caused by your selfish desires that are continually at war inside you. And so we have to examine ourselves first. Do you know what the biggest uh, reason people cite for marriage breakdown? Incompatibility. Incompatibility. That's daft, we're all incompatible. We're all different, and if I, if I want what I want and you want what you want, and neither of us is grown up smart enough to compromise, to work things out, we have problems. Can I share a secret with you? My wife and I are incompatible. We are, just incompatible. We talk about holidays, Julia loves to go to cold places, Scotland, the mountains. I, I like to go to Hawaii, <laughs> I like to go to warm places. Security, every night Julia goes around to make sure all the windows are closed, all the doors are locked and she is, wants everything secure. I tend to leave all the windows open and, and all the doors and just say welcome um, <laughs> I'm quite different I'm quite different um, so our kitchen we've got to tile we want to tile the um, in, you know in the in-between thing Julia wants black And I think well that's gonna show I just love what it all colored uh, lots of things, and, and, and it just takes ages. We, we've been sitting here. We've been sitting for six months trying to sort that one out. The front of our house. Uh, if you look at the front of our house, um, I've painted. We've been. I've painted the outside, but I, also all the woodwork needs to be painted. And, I, and, and we've been trying to decide. decide and there's five different colours of brown that I put across the front of the house, trying to sort out which one we. And you know, we. This is again. It's taken six months. We can't sort it out. We're we're totally um, opposed on this one. Most couples are from different planets. We're, I think, Julia and I from different galaxies, quite honestly. But she's wonderful. I do love my wife very dearly. And the greater the difficulties, the greater potential for growth, really. And I've learned more from Julia than I've learned from any other person as we've worked things through over the years. <laughs> when I began, when we began our marriage I thought, Julia really needs to change and I, I just need to help her to change. <laughs> and I found out that yes, there is, you can't, you can't change somebody else. The only person you can change is yourself. Jesus says this, why do you notice the little piece of dust in your friend's eye and you don't notice the huge piece of wood in your own? First take the wood out of your eye, then you will see clearly to date the dust out of your eye. And so I've needed over the years to look at myself. I'm selfish, proud, defensive in our marriage, and I've needed to try and work on some of these things. And, you know, as I tried to work on some of these things and tried to change, I found that Julia begins to change as well. It's Very interesting. By the way, would you like to hear a miracle sentence that will help you resolve any conflict, anything you go through? Here it is. I'm sorry. I was only thinking of myself. When did you last use that? When you were talking to somebody? Really worth memorizing that one. It really deflates conflict. Next thing is to listen, listen for their hurt and their perspective. It's so easy to jump in with our criticisms and our thoughts. Listen. Why did they speak the way they did? Did I hit a wrong nerve no on something? How did that happen? James says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. And so often we get it wrong. We're quick to listen we're slow to listen and quick to speak and quick to get angry. Julia again often says to me, did you hear what I said? (laughs) And in a other way she says, did you hear how I said it? I was really finding that quite a difficult thing and she she says it with emotion. And she was often, and did I see that emotion? I'm a man, I don't see very much emotion. Uh, But I find that that's important. We need to listen and we need to see because our ears and our eyes are are our best love organs in relationships. It's important, that one. Next thing, number five, is to speak the truth tactfully. Some people, you know, like to say, I like to tell the truth how it is. That's just rude. (laughs) And it's upsetting. James says, uh, no, Ephesians says, do not use harmful words, but only helpful words, the kind that build up. I'm trying to resolve a, a little problem that I have at the moment. I go swimming usually two or three times a week and uh, at the local um, health club. And it's quite a small uh, swimming, cl- a swimming pool. And I can't do breaststroke. I can only do crawl and backstroke. So I tend to uh, splash quite a lot. <laughs> and, uh, and, it, and, you know, and it really destroys the... Um, but uh, there are various elderly ladies who like to swim in the swimming pool and they do little breaststroke and they go up and down. And uh, one or two of the ladies have come to me and said, um, you splash. <laughs> and I, I, I was rather short with one lady and I said, well look, Um, If you come to the swimming pool, um, you are likely to get wet. (laughs) Uh, And uh, it wasn't terribly helpful, really. (laughs) Uh, Because if we speak offensively, people get defensive. And if parents yell at their children children won't listen. All they'll hear is the emotion. They won't hear what you're saying. They'll hear the emotion. And I think we really need to watch out when we are emotional. Not that emotion is wrong, but if we get into a a conflict situation, watch out uh, for emotion. Because upset people upset people. And I know that, you know, for example, if, if I'm running late and, um, uh, and then I, I get annoyed because I can't find a car parking space and I just go round and round I become more and more annoyed and upset, if you suggest that I should have, or well, we should have left earlier, I'm likely to tell you where to go. because. You know, and, and that can be hurtful to you because you, 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 you uh, and the problem is that I'm only, th- uh, you know, when emotion starts happening, then I'm only thinking about me and, uh, rather than yourselves, do you see? Watch out when you're emotionally involved and in a difficult conflict situation. <laughs> Next one. I need two to go. We're still there. Attack the problem, not the person. Attack the problem, not the person. One of the things I hate about politicians is they always seem to attack the other person. If you've got a Labour candidate and a a Conservative candidate, you know, like on question time or whatever, they always seem to have a go at each other. Have you noticed that? They never address the problem particularly. They're always addressing and trying to score points against somebody else. And And the problem doesn't get resolved. Real peacemakers work hard to isolate the issue, identify it precisely, and then attack that problem, sort it out, rather than the person. And our last point. Focus on reconciliation, not resolution. There are some things we just will never be able to resolve. We just, just have to agree to differ. You see, we can disagree without being disagreeable that's maturity. We can walk in hand without having see to see eye to eye. But if you focus on the relationship then sometimes the issue becomes even insignificant because you've got the right relationship back. So to wrap up, to finish off, our world is full of conflict, war, difficulties, and broken relationships. Nationally, well, you only have to see there's war on our doorstep at the moment. Sad, very sad. Locally, we see communities that are driven by racism and crime, and individually, we can see marriages broken and families torn apart in the light of all this what does Jesus ask us to do? in the beautiful attitudes as Billy Graham said he asks us to be a peacemaker why? why should I be a peacemaker? why should I? why should I take that initiative? because God is a peacemaker God's a peacemaker our Heavenly Father is a peacemaker a verse in Colossians 1 says, God made peace with everything in heaven and earth by the means of Christ's blood on the cross. And for each one of us, God has, we were at enmity with God, didn't want to do what God says, but He's come in Jesus and He's brought us peace. That's a key lesson, you know, actually, over the last 20 years as a Christian, I've been learning. The, it, the, the whole thing is that we're made in the image of God, and therefore I need to look at the character of God and reflect that. So what's God like? Well, he's a creative God, so I need to be creative. I need to be in a creative job. I used to work for Lucas where on a, there was a production line, and ladies would spend every day just doing this. that's not being and then they were they wanted no more money they weren't being creative they weren't being fulfilled God is kind am I kind God is generous John is tight and I need to be generous because God is I need to reflect his image God is a peacemaker So I need to be a peacemaker. Jesus promises that we will be filled and happy and when we take on their family trait of being a peacemaker, just like our Father God. So the last thing is, I need to be just like God, like like, Father, like me. Blessed are the peacemakers because they will be called Children of God. Do you want to be known as a child of God? Do you want people to see you as a real Christian? Then do be a peacemaker. As we sit, can we just bow our heads? Holy Spirit is here. I believe He's been speaking to each one of us as we've been sitting. Just be quiet for a moment and listen to what God is saying to you about restoring relationships. about sorting out any conflict. Jesus asks us all to be peacemakers. So do you need to plan a peace conference with somebody this week? Do you need to pick up the phone? Do you need to write a letter to restore? Perhaps even a long lost relationship that's been broken? It'll take courage. But do talk to God about it. Tell him you're scared. You want to sort it out. Perhaps some people here need to plan a peace conference at home with your family. an issue that needs to be faced God asks you you to take their first initiative not to wait for somebody else and it's hard one or two here that need to plan a peace conference with God. Say, I admit that I've run my own life without you. And I want you to come in and bring peace into my life. To admit that I've done things wrong. prayer for any of these things. I'll be here at the end, and uh, if you'd like prayer for that. Whilst praying earlier, I had the word um, sinuses, and if anybody has a problem with their sinuses and uh, would like prayer, then i um, happy to do that. So, shall we just close in a prayer? Father God, I pray for all, everyone that's here, that they will be peacemakers in a world of conflict, and that we'll be and prove to be your children in bringing peace, restoration of relationships to everyone and wherever we go this week.